This is Pod's Burgers, a podcast chronicling a Bob's Burgers obsession. Here we are. Well, hi. Oh, sorry. We should have started with the well, hi. Try again. (laughs) Well, hi. Hello. Here we are, you guys. We're so sorry. You know how I always say, it's been so long. No, it really has been so long. It's been really long. And I know Jen's going to argue with me, but it's mostly my fault. Mostly. I don't, I'm too tired to argue, but okay. I feel like it's kind of both of us. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember, is it this podcast that I mentioned that I was moving, or is it our other podcast that they should also listen to? Mostly true. Full stop. Maybe you guys just heard that really loud motorcycle go by. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm not, you know, running a tractor no. here where we're recording. No. But anyway, um, I do not recall, but I'm pretty sure it was this one. Yeah, I think so too. So yeah, I'm moving, or I have moved, and so like my whole life was consumed with boxes. Oh, that's right. Cause I mentioned that Chris, the archivist finally broke down and, um, uh, just bought me some boxes Yeah. instead of me just because I, I wanted to pack anyway. So it's been a long time. I moved. I am now moved. I am right across the street from one Jennifer land and, um, yeah, we are on a schedule. Yeah, so today is Mother's Day in real life. Happy Mother's Day. Probably not when you listen to this, but... So we went to... Well, my husband and I went to a Mother's Day function this morning with his family. And they... Several times, several people asked if Brittany had moved into her new house and was all settled in and wanted to know all about it. And asked me, so are you guys eating dinner together every night and hanging out? I was like, I've barely seen her. I know. It's weird. (laughs) We live across the street from each other and we've barely seen each other. We are so busy. We are. So busy. And guys, I am telling you, I am committed to a regular schedule to get these things cranked out. So as I mentioned, we have the other podcast Um, we have also gone completely insane and decided to do a third one. Um, not going to go into it right now, but that's probably coming anyway. Um, but I'm committed, you know, Bob's burgers, you know, either we'll do a double for the Bob's burger or pods burgers and mostly true, or we'll alternate, but I'm telling you, you will not have to wait this long again. And so much has happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and just so that everybody is aware going in part of the reason why we haven't done a recording, uh, is also because Mm -hmm. I have been sick and Jen has some very fragile lungs in a, on a good day. I have very gimpy lungs. I always have. Um, and they've tried to figure out what's going on. It's something like asthma, but it's not asthma, but I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm a fragile flower and I'm really susceptible to, you know, chest colds and infections. Let's, let's be real, Jen. You want to be real with me for a minute? All right, let's be real. All right. Here's the realness that is the sister's land. We are actually really tough. Yeah. Like incredibly resilient can take a lot of pain, a lot of, like, we can push ourselves to the limit. 
push it to the limit one more time. One more time. But we each have something that, or a couple of things that are our Achilles heels mm-hmm. and yours are Achilles lungs mm-hmm. and, and brain. And yes. And mine is Achilles fainting. I guess that's also <laughs> and brain. heat. Yes. I, I tend to, I've always joked that I need to have a fainting chair mm-hmm. because I tend to faint, which is really inconvenient. Mm-hmm. But just, just a warning I still have a cough and it's actually gotten quite a bit better, but it's, it alarms people when I do it. I'm used to it now, but it, yeah. it does sound like a honking goose, like a sick goose has gotten into the house. It's a real and, bummer. Uh, so the reason why I say this is you may either hear me cough during this podcast, <laughs> or you will hear an odd jump cut where I started coughing and we had to, uh, edit it out because it's loud it's startling on we did a (laughs) sorry i just thought about it we do a a mic test of course prior to recording every single time Mm -hmm. and uh, i made jen keep this one and i may just ask that she does a montage of those because that one was amazing yeah and it involved the honking goose cough so it kind of sounds like an 80 year old man is coughing i don't know it's it doesn't sound like me no, it doesn't. It's not what you, if you looked at you, you'd be, you wouldn't think it's, it's kind of like you look at somebody and you imagine how they would sneeze. Yeah. I, I don't imagine you coughing that way. Do you way, imagine but... how people sneeze? Yeah. Sometimes I want, I do. I do. I think about what people look like having sex. Oh, well. Nearly everybody. Usually I try not to because sometimes that just makes things uncomfortable for me, but there are certain people that no matter how hard I try, I cannot picture them having sex though. Yeah. And I've tried you guys. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm going to move on from that no. because no, it's fine. I mean, if you want to talk about this, it's like, there's so much to talk about. Well, I know so much to unpack. I think, uh, you know what? Maybe we can fold that into a mostly true. It's true. Hey, I need to also let you guys know that I got a new Bob Cephala. Oh my figure. God. From Kid Robot. If you guys do not know Kid Robot, go check it out. Um, If you don't know Kid Robot, you have been missing out for fucking years. It's true. So the first F. Um, (laughs) So Bob Cephala is from the episode The Equestronauts. And that is one that we will be talking about because it's one of my favorites. Love. Absolutely adore it. Um, For, For no other reason that it is a play on the My Little Ponies and the Bronies, mm-hmm. and I am, to this day, obsessed with My Little Ponies, yeah. mainly the ones, the generation, if you will, from when we were children, yeah. but um, yeah, so that one is very near and dear to my heart. Yeah, so this is a pretty incredible figure of, of Bob dressed up as the character he cosplays as in a the Equestronauts, and his name is Bob Cephala. He is, his little sign I just noticed is not in his hand, yeah, I so I have to too. find it. He's hold, He's supposed to be holding a sign that says Bob Cephala, um, but in the other hand, he's holding a cocktail called a horse tranquilizer, <laughs> which is what they drink at the after party um, when they go uh, to the Equesticles uh, con. And I just realized that 
in, I'm going to say it's in honor of the fact that we have Bob Cephala here with us. We're both drinking cocktails. I thought the exact same thing. Rather than wine this time. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm so behind on everything in my life that I had no wine in my house. You know what? I am, I am a fan of gin and I'm Mm -hmm. just going to like, this is, this is what I need right here. I have plenty of gin. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) I may not have wine, but. Dude mans. I tell you, we just had a bachelorette party for a dear friend of ours not too long ago. Oh my God. Was that like two weeks ago? It seems like just, I don't know. Anyway. And we had, we we had a cocktail making contest for that. And Jen just bought the most booze and we have a bottle of gin here. That's as large as my head. So yeah, something you should know about me is that I will always overbuy everything for parties because it's my nightmare to not have enough food or drink for people. Mm-hmm. So I will buy enough that if there's an apocalypse, you want to come to my house and because honestly, you when can, you, you can get hammered. At when my you house. gave me that list, I was like, how many people are going to be at this party? Well, and to be <laughs> fair, I would not have had you get that list if it were just the normal party because oh, for sure. No, I know we're not even, I you mean, just wanted to make sure big drinkers, when people were making up their cocktails that somebody wouldn't use all of the gin. Correct. And then if somebody wanted to do gin, right? I get it. And I, I thought maybe somebody would want to make two or three to test out. And anyway, it doesn't matter. The point That's, is I have lots of gin. Yes. I know. It's fine. Anyway, so um, I wanted to say um, I am going to post a picture of Bob Cephala and the bottle of gin that is the size of my head. And... A picture of the cocktail that I'm drinking, which is kind of an unsettling color, but it it matches Bob. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yes, you guys, these are whiskey stones that are in my drink because fuck it is all I have to say. <laughs> we don't have anywhere to have ice out where we are, and we may want to have more than one cocktail. Let's I, just be real. Uh, that's what fuck it means. Oh, <laughs> it was yeah. just a short and sweet way of saying that. I was interpreting. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, okay. Do we have any housekeeping? I don't even remember. What did okay. we even talk about the last time? <laughs> no, it's cool. Listen. So, um, anyway, as I was saying, social media, we just want to make sure. You saying that? Yes. Cause I'm posting this on. Oh, right. So I'll post it on our Facebook page. Um, Jen will get it out on the Instagram page. Um, make sure that you're spreading the word about this. Um, we, excitingly enough, have also just had an interview published on Mm hiddenremote.com. It was um, lovely. uh, Rebecca Mills reached out to us a few weeks ago. Oh my God. It was so more than a few weeks ago. That poor, it was in March. She, uh, she contacted (laughs) us. Um, In fact, we were just coming out of a movie and Jen and her husband had left and I texted her and I said, when you get a chance, please check out the pods burgers um, at gmail.com. And what was the first thing I said to you? Oh, why is it bad? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So she says that and I'm like, no, it's, it's good. And it's interesting. And so, and so she reads this lovely email from Rebecca and then texts me back in all caps. Like we do to each other a lot. I cannot believe it. I was just, I had just saved one of Rebecca's Bob's burgers articles Mm -hmm to reference in Mm -hmm. this. And so it was just this beautiful moment. You know, we all clasped hands and and jumped up and down virtually. Like, not... That was a metaphor. Yeah. Well, the thing uh, Rebecca points out in the interview, um, in the intro to the interview, that uh, 
Bob's is a pretty underrated show. Yeah. And because of that, there's very little, you know, pop culture or uh, coverage or anything, you know, by very little, I mean, in comparison. Which is interesting because there is a a great deal of merchandise to buy. Yeah. And which, you know, makes sense because you, you want to monetize where you can. But uh, because of that you you really kind of latch on to what you can find. Right. And um, as I've mentioned before, it should surprise no one that I have a Bob's Burgers Google alert set up. Mm-hmm. So I got an alert about some of Rebecca's columns, and I thought, well, this is somebody that I can really, you know, get behind. Yeah. And so I had been following her column anyway. Yeah. So it was amazing that she reached out and she she said, hey, I just would love to interview you guys for an upcoming column. Um, so she sent us this list of, uh, of questions, wonderful questions, super fun to do. I had an extremely good time doing it. Yeah. Jen had a good time doing it. Um, but she was just a saint waiting for us to get past the moving and the... And it was my birthday, Life. and we went on vacation, and then I got sick, and work eats my life regularly. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. But the point is, it's up there now. Oh, go read it. If you go to our Instagram, at Pods Burgers, you will see uh, uh, the link in the bio. Right now, I have changed it from our website to uh, to that article. So please go read it because it's, it's super fun. Yeah, it really is fun. I had, like I said, a great time doing that. Um, and if you're listening to this later, once we've you know gotten past and put the original website back up there, really go to Hidden Remote, check out Rebecca's articles, her columns. It, they're so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, check it out. So that was one exciting thing. So hold on one second. Holding on. Lloyd, no licking. That was making me crazy. Okay. I know. I know. It was like he was down there stirring macaroni and cheese. <laughs> it's, it's the, uh, the, no, it's potato salad. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, ready? Three, two, one. So that was exciting. Glad that that happened. Thank you, Rebecca. We are eternally grateful and we love your work. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So. I think that's it for housekeeping. Yeah, I'm sure there was something I wanted to talk about from last episode, oh, but, but I went and looked away. at our at our page where we host all of the podcasts, and the last one we did was for Easter. So, and that, it's Mother's it's cool. Day. No, it's fine. Listen. So I don't remember. I mean, I I remember doing the podcast. I remember we talked about eggs for days, but I have ideas. So I'm across the street. Like I said, we're gonna have a regular thing now. So you guys, thank you for hanging in. Um, we are also, I'm sorry, guys, (laughs) my dog (laughs) waits. He waits. It's like, he knows when he hears the click of the record button Oh my god! and he has a list and he reaches in and he takes out his list and he starts scanning his list of all the things he can do. I'm going to lick my paw as loud as I can and then I'm going to snort, which I never do normally. Not I'm ever. Sorry, you guys. It's, it is, but I'm going to. It's incredible because he's sitting, he, he likes to sit in what we call slots. Um, and 
Oh my god, did he just burp? <laughs> dying right now i don't know what anyway, he's doing i can't see him so he's on the other side of the table i I'm can't saying. see him. so he's in his slot and we can't actually see him he's just making a variety of bodily noises <laughs> but i can't stress enough he does not normally do this he's it's, normally a very quiet just I love i love this no oh my god he's making this moment his own it's he like, really is. Does he have... I don't know. Lloyd. It sounds like he's swallowed a squeaker Lloyd. or something. It's amazing. Lloyd. Come here. We're just gonna... We're just gonna put him in his... Uh, in his fort. Come around here. Come here. Come here. Alright. I have to get a good picture of Come. him and post it on the Instagram and Lay everything. Because you guys... Lloyd Lay is down. the Lay most down. darling bear he is. in the entire world. He really is. He's... He's the great North American couch bear, is what we call him. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, see, that's all he wanted. Mm. Now he's in his fort, which is under the table at my feet, that's which amazing. is where he loves to be, and hopefully he'll be quiet. You guys, you know what? We're eventually going to talk about an episode. <laughs> I'm going to edit so much out. No, all of this is... This is gold. Yeah, I mean, this is what people come here for, right? That's right. That's right. Okay, so... So when Brittany and I were talking about what what we needed to do mm-hmm. in terms of of an episode, there we're we're deeply into season eight right now yep. of Bob's Burgers, and, and I, I hadn't realized how far I'd fallen behind. I love season eight. Season eight is incredible. Okay, now Lloyd's going for his toys in his toy box. Yep. Find find the most find the loudest one, dude. Anyway. Seriously, find the loudest one. She loves it when you do that. So sorry, you guys. It's fine. It's fine. Um, this is good. This is good. This is real life. It is real life. Uh, okay, so we're deeply in season eight, and we realized how far we had gotten behind in the new episodes. It is not as easy for me to just sit down and record for the new episodes because the older episodes I've seen, I've said this multiple times, but fifty or more times depending on the episode. So I can just do those from memory. I don't have to rewatch it. Mm-mm. I don't have to make notes. Um, but we decided we wanted to talk about a couple of the new episodes to get as caught up as we possibly could. Um, we eventually want to do an episode about Teddy. Lloyd's <laughs> right here, you guys. That's not me making that panting noise. I was trying to soothe him. He has lost his mind. I'm... I know you're out of practice, my love. Come on. Go lay down. Come on. Come on. Lay down. Lay down. Lay down. Lay down. That's a good boy. Lay down. Nope. Nope. Lay down. Lloyd. All right. What were you saying? <laughs> um, okay. So we had talked about doing an episode about Teddy. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmmed into my cocktail this time, you guys. <laughs> anyway, carry on. This one is a mess. No, it's not. Should we just start over? No, I fucking love this. This is a good Remember one. Remember how I said the jump cuts were going to be because I was coughing, and Mm-mm-mm. it turns out it's because my no. dog would not stop making potato salad noises? You will leave all of this, and it will be incredible. Okay. 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 Anyway, so we do eventually want to do one that is all about Teddy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
One about Gale. One about Gale. Oh, God damn it, I love Gale. But since we're in the middle of a season, we figured we should talk about a couple of the new ones. Yeah. And so like we, you said, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, I love this season. Yeah. This season has really hit its stride. It's, they're really kind of knocking it out of the park on every single episode. Yeah. And this is coming from somebody who is already obsessed with the show and thinks that they knock it out of the park anyway. They're taking all of the really, really good things yeah. about the characters and pushing them, but not too far. Because sometimes, yeah. like, God forbid this show ends anytime in the near future. I know. I oh my God. It just made... I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said that. But I'm just saying, all of the, like, things in the universe, please don't let it end. Yeah. But... I hope that they continue to be as fresh with the ways they approach the uh, the quirks of each of the characters as they have been. In fact, one of the episodes we're going to talk about in this podcast, they did something that I did not expect, but it was not out of character. Yeah. And I loved that. Yeah. Because I kept expecting one particular thing to happen, and it didn't, but it made sense. I can't wait to hear it. Okay. Um, so when we were talking about what, what we were, which ones we specifically were going to talk about in this episode, um, we were kind of going back and forth over text about, um, which ones, and, and there are quite a, there are so many in this season that I love that it was, it was kind of hard to narrow we'll it get down. To we'll get to we, them. Yeah, we'll, we will eventually talk about every episode that has ever been made. Yes. Um, but the, the two that we finally settled on, Brittany immediately wanted to do the hurt soccer. Yes. And I, uh, was very torn between the trouble with doubles and go Tina on the mountain, but ultimately we settled on go Tina on the mountain. So we will be talking about all of them, as I said, but the two that we will be talking about today are the Hurt Soccer, Hurt Soccer and Gotina on the Mountain. Yep. So let's talk about the Hurt Soccer first. Yes. Since this is the one you wanted to do, do you want to give the recap? Yes. So this is, um, so it opens in the restaurant and um, Louise and Bob are very excited about an upcoming marathon of, it's it's basically like... Not really like Ninja Warrior. What's the one from the 80s? Oh, American Gladiators. Yes. And we'll be talking about oh, the Jesus American Christ. Gladiators. You guys, Jen, again, was obsessed with American Gladiators. I was. I'm yes. so glad you remember that. Oh, yes. We're going to have to talk about this. But um, Supreme Extreme Champions yes. is the name of the Thank show. Thank you. Thank you. And um, you know what's funny is very rarely have I really gotten into something when it comes to television or movies and then Jen has been like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come along. It's usually the other way. Mm -hmm. So there have been a couple of times writing is one, occasional um, books are another where Jen is like, oh, I'll come along with you. But I'm not even a, like, I don't even have any trouble saying this. Television and movies are solidly, you scout out the stuff, you send it over to me. And I'm like, yeah. And Which then is I funny because jam and I, it down my throat. I hate it when people say this. I hate it, but I really don't watch a lot of television. Yeah. I'm very selective in the television but you I watch. Find the good shit. I will like, I'll dip here and there and here and there, and then the ones that I really like, I will continue to watch. And apparently, American Gladiators was one of them. Yeah, because seriously, we knew 
all of the names of all of the the yes. regulars. Like even as they switched from season to season, um, they all sounded sort of like stripper names, mm-hmm. but it was you know it was cool. Mm-hmm. It was all right. So anyway, shall I get back to recap? Do we want to talk about American Gladiators yeah, now or later? Let, let's do it. Let's talk about it now. <laughs> we Just, haven't even maybe finish the recap. Okay. We'll come back. All right. So. They're in the restaurant. They're waiting for the marathon of this show that they're just like, they're out of their minds. They know all of the special moves and everything. And then Linda gets a phone call from Louise's soccer. That wasn't his coach, her coach. It was, um, anyway. Well. He put together the soccer yes. teams. And the Golden. It's never really clear who this man is. Right. The because, Golden Dragons is the name of the team, yeah, right? Because the reason why Louise ended up on the soccer team is because Harley, who is a character who was introduced in Slumber Party, mm-hmm. who I adore, mm-hmm. um, her father sent an email to is Bob and Linda. Is she the one Linda. that braids everything? No, that's Abby. Okay. Um, Harley is the one that says no okay, about yes, everything. Yes. Um, I'm probably going to edit that out because I think that's going to sound obnoxious, but that's but, Harley. Yeah. I was going to say that's Harley. Harley yeah. never stops talking. Yes. Harley the one, okay. is the one that, um, tells, uh, Louise all of her favorite, uh, colors of cats yes. and it just keeps going yes. and going. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, the reason why she ends up on there is because, uh, Harley's dad, has sent an email asking if Louise wants to join the soccer team. So this isn't Harley's dad who calls. Oh, that's right. And it's not the coach because the coach, I can't remember the, it's it's not a regular character, but I can't remember the character's name, um, is somebody who's on vacation. That's so. That's, I, thought I don't know Har- who this man is who Harley, calls. No, Harley's dad is the coach because Harley's on vacation, and no. therefore her dad is also on vacation. No, Harley's there. Harley is playing during the game. She's the one who actually scores at okay. the end. Anyway, so, all right, backing up. Yeah. So they receive an email. They're trying to ask Louise, do you want to be on a soccer team? And Louise keeps being incredibly sarcastic, but Bob and Linda can't tell after a while if she is or is not being sarcastic yeah. from the other room. And then Bob gets tired of yelling back and forth from the other room. So they just sign her up for soccer and then forget. So she has not been to a single game the entire season. It's the last eight game of the season. And then uh, one of the players is not there. Mm-hmm. And they need Louise yep. to fill in. Otherwise, they have to forfeit. Mm-hmm. So the guy, whoever he is to this team tells Linda it's the least you can do since she's literally the least you can do since you've never been to a single game. So they finally drag Louise to this game. Uh, Tina wants to go with, um, Jean does not because it sounds like they're going outdoors, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I love. Yep. And so Jean and Linda stay at the restaurant. And, um, as the B story for this, they decide, in a prior time that they were left alone at the restaurant, Linda and Jean, um, they decided the next time they get left alone, they're going to open... Um, hold on. I wrote down the name of the actual... They want to open a piano bar. And the piano bar is called Show Tunes and Mouth Foods. Mm-hmm. So this is their chance, and they're going to open this piano bar. Um 
And then it's all about uh, how crappy the team is that Louise is on. She doesn't even have any equipment, so she has to put books down the front of her socks so that she has shin guards. Um, Bob ends up having to coach the team because they trick him into taking the clipboard that is empty, and yep. therefore he's the, the coach, yep. even though he knows nothing about soccer. Yep. Um, and then it's all about... I think the the first part of it is... They find out that there is a rule, it's a shutout rule, where if they um, the other team scores 10 points on the other team, then... If it's 10 to 0. 10 to 0, mm-hmm. yes. So if the score is 10 to 0... They get shut-outed. They get shut-outed. So they just end the game, and Louise latches onto this, and she wants to end the game as quickly as possible so they can go back and watch... Supreme Extreme Champions. Yes. So that's the the basics of it and we'll go into some more details because dang there was a lot going on in here yeah so the things that struck me about uh this episode um obviously uh when when my husband and I first watched this i started to squeal and shout about american gladiators oh, and yeah. i i'm actually not exactly clear if my husband knows what American Gladiators is or if he was just totally bring up some YouTubes well I I or if he was just completely terrified by my reaction (laughs) because I hadn't I hadn't actually thought about American Gladiators for years and that just kind of all brought it back it wasn't I think it was probably a couple of years ago that I suddenly remembered it and went on Wikipedia and looked up mm-hmm. American Gladiators just so I could remember all of the various characters mm-hmm. that were on it, and I got stuck. Yeah, yeah. I I will go For back fucking hours reading about American Gladiators. Yeah, I'll go back and watch all of the YouTube that I can find of it. Here's the thing, though: it has not aged well. Clearly, no. Um, I mean, their hair, for God's sake. Yeah, but. It's still it's very, it's still compelling to me in a very strange way well, that I still want to watch it. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like it is the precursor to the um, American Ninja Warrior or whatever that Let's show is. Let's just call it Ninja Warrior because American Ninja Warrior sucks balls. Really? I, yeah. I See, I haven't watched either yeah. of them, so I don't I have any idea. I love the original Japanese version of it just because it's like, it is not overproduced, Americanized. Yeah. Like, they get all trash-talky, pumped-up, dumb jock in the American version. So, anyway. American Gladiators, kids, for those of you who may not know. So go look it up. Was a show in the late 80s to early Mm -hmm. Mm 90s-ish. I didn't really actually look that up, so look it up if you want. Um, That was essentially... uh, a, a bunch of really buffed up people with weird monikers who would battle each other and would battle contestants that would come on the mm-hmm. show. Um, and the, the the thing about American Gladiator was that there wasn't ever really like an end game. It no. was just sort of, you just did it and then you either won or you didn't and it just sort of... Yeah, you like you didn't win anything, you just, except cred. So yeah. the whole point really was, I mean, the gladiators themselves did occasionally have a rivalry with each other. But what they were intending to do was prevent the contestant from completing, completing a particular course mm-hmm. or a series of courses. Mm-hmm. They had one where they 
I called them giant Q-tips. They had the big batons yeah. with the big squishy things yeah. on the end. And they would try to knock each other off of a log type thing. And the people thing. never won that one. No. Never. No. The gladiator, gladiators always won that the one. The gladiators were all on steroids. Yeah. Um, my favorite was Malibu. Really? Yeah. He was kind of the... Oh, I remember. Yes. Which is odd because, as as Brittany well knows, that is not usually what I uh, kind of uh, drift toward. Jen was all about the, the darker... I was. Hair, darker eyes. And, and darker, like, like smoldering, yes. you know, sort of I depressed. I don't swore these, not the right word. <laughs> but, but more on, like... The goth side, I yes, guess I should yes. say. Um, but but Malibu uh, was sort of the surfer dude. And mm-hmm. I think the reason why he was my favorite was that he was sort of the uh, most pristine example of what American Gladiators was all yeah. about with his blow-dried hair and his, his persona. Um, I also loved Blaze. Yes, who, uh, stripper name. Was, was was one of the lady gladiators. I don't know if you remember this, but Blaze was actually fired from American Gladiators. That sounds familiar. And the reason why she was fired was because she married uh, a cast member of a copycat show of American Gladiators. I don't remember what the show was called. But is that a thing? Can you fire somebody for that? Is it like a non-disclosure thingy? I don't don't know. know. But I really liked her. It was very sad when she got fired. Anyway, so I'm telling you right now, if there were an American Gladiators marathon, I would sit down and watch that shit for For 10 hours. Yeah. So like... If I find that there is an American Gladiators uh, marathon at any point... You and I are watching that. Mm-hmm. We are sitting down. Oh my god, that was the that was the saddest sound I think I've ever made. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, um, do you want some fresh whiskey stones? We can take a pause to get you some fresh whiskey stones. I'm good. Okay, I'm just making myself another drink here, you guys. Yep, that's happening. All right, so here are a few things that I observed about this. Um, I alluded to this earlier in this episode. Normally. When you have the Belchers in a situation where somebody is taunting them or telling them they're not very good at something. I love when you love your cocktails, Jen. I really do. So um, normally it's, it's kind of a trope where somebody goes into something, they don't really care about it. And then somebody starts trash talking them or pointing something out that Mm -hmm. they're not very good at. And then all of a sudden these characters are like, well, Fuck that noise. I'll mm-hmm. show you. Mm-hmm. They did not do that. And it made sense. Normally, Louise does not like to be provoked about something. Yeah. But she so profoundly didn't care about soccer. Yeah. And so much cared about extreme... Supreme extreme champions. Thank you. <laughs> that she wanted to go home. And so this little girl on the opposing team and... She keeps telling her, I don't speak mean jock girl. Yes. So I don't know what you're talking about. And so they keep trying to trash talk them. And the coach from the other team keeps trying to trash talk Bob. One of the things I loved about this episode, in addition to that, is Tina is suddenly obsessed with being the assistant coach. Yeah. And and that's actually a note that I made that... I love it when Tina gets all empowered-like. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
she does not like that the uh, coach of the opposing team is trash talking them. Yeah. She's the only one who gives a shit. Yeah. Bob and Louise could not give less of a shit. Mm-hmm. But I love that that Tina can be so vulnerable and so um I I, I don't know the word for her Sensitive? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a good word for her. And yet she can be so empowered right. and she can be so assertive. I think that's the thing. I, I identify with that because yes. I'm kind of the same yes. way. I have a squishy center, but which, I'm, I'm very no nonsense on the which outside. Which is good because we're going to get into that in the next episode we're going to talk about. Yes. It's very much about Tina and, yes. and that kind of way that she is. Um, so that was the thing that I really loved about it because it was a fresh take on the Bob and Louise characters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's surprising, but not, it didn't, it wasn't out of character for Mm -hmm. them. It totally made sense. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I really loved about this episode was there was a way in which this episode very much, uh, reflected or felt like something that would happen in, in our childhood. Yeah. Um, it kind of did, really, with the boys, and they played soccer. Well, yes, but there was there was a way in which our family was very much on the outside of things. Mm-hmm. We tended as a as a nuclear family, meaning the mother, father, and children, to really stick to ourselves. We yeah. really stayed in this little. We preferred each other's company. We did, and we didn't spend a lot of. I don't remember our parents really having friends that they went and did anything with. Which again, once we talk about the trouble with doubles, yes, makes sense. Yes, but I don't remember um, our father later in in our lives. Uh, would participate in things and he would be an MC or he would, you know, that type of thing. But growing up, we didn't really participate in things. We Mm -hmm. didn't go to, you know, community events. We didn't. And when we did go to things, it was as a family and we did it together and then we went home. Like you can bet that if I could take Jen along with me to anything I was expected to go to, I would take Jen along with me. And I would do the same with Brittany. I, it was just not as fun unless she was there. And and yes, we were very much kind of a package deal. Yeah. You knew that, you know, it had to be the... To this day. <laughs> I was going to say, a little <laughs> bit still that way. <laughs> Everybody bit. knows if one land sister shows up, it's always... Where's Brittany? Yeah. Or where's Jen? And when I go to a party, I spend most of the time walking around going, Where's Brittany? <laughs> <laughs> She's um, gotten away from me. So that's why when I watched this, the idea that she out of nowhere had to go to this thing and all of them were panicked and it was like this thing that they were going to go, you know, have anything to do with. And Mm -hmm. she didn't have shin guards. So she had to put books in her socks. Mm -hmm. All of that felt so much like something that would have happened to us. Absolutely. That I smacked of that time. We tried to go to ballet lessons. (gasps) That's one of my notes. Oh my God. Seriously. (laughs) Jen and I were going to go to ballet lessons together one time. And it was one of those types of ballet lessons where the instructor, okay, normally you think of one of two things when you think of girls going to ballet lessons. You either think of the cute little pot-bellied, just barely out of toddlerism, and they've got the little pink 
toe shoe or slipper shoes and everything, all cutesy and, Mm -hmm. oh, look at them. They're not very good, Mm -hmm. but they're adorable. Mm -hmm. And then you think of that old French madame with her cane and... Who takes it really seriously because she's grooming the next prima ballerina. Oh, yes. Barking orders in French, all of that. And Jen and I got the second version of ballet. We went to B. Oh, my God. Here's the thing. We... Did not make it to the first class. I don't remember why. It was some misunderstanding. But our mother called and said, okay, we missed the first class. Can we still come? And whoever she talked to said, sure. And then the day we were supposed to be there, uh, something happened and we were a little bit late. So we went and changed into our little ballet costumes. (laughs) Leotards. And, uh, you know, kind of my, my mother kind of, you know, pushed us out into the into the little whatever dance and they were hall. doing they I were, don't know. They were doing their adagios and it was the 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 music with the piano and the woman with her thumping cane and all of that bullshit that you just imagine was happening. Mm-hmm. And so we came out onto the floor and Madame saw us and stopped the music. Stopped everything. If there could be a record scratch, Madame would have made it happen. Mm-hmm. And she said, who are you to... Okay, and I want to be clear. I am 10. Mm-hmm. Jen is 8. Yep. Who are you? Why are you here on the second day of class? And, and why, why are, are you late? Like, as shitty as can be. Yep. And our mother tried to say something to her, and eventually we were like, fuck this noise, it's not worth it, yep. we're out of here. Yep. So. The, 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 the woman, once she realized that our mother was there, kind of backed down because she realized she was dealing with an adult and she couldn't bully the adult like she could the kids, mm-hmm. which just made me, if she had just gone at mom, mm-hmm. I would have at least maintain some kind of respect for her. But I was like, oh, I see. You're, I see how it is. You're a giant shitbag. You're going to come for is. me because I'm eight. But yeah. when you see somebody your own size. Um, and she uh, tried to explain to our mother that it's it's really difficult and disruptive if they miss a class because they learn so much the in every class. fucking class. No, this woman was legit. You could imagine her teaching like red sparrows and shit. That's basically. I still have an emotional reaction when I remember it, which is bizarre because for the most part, I don't care. You know why? Because you were doing something that you knew meant something to me Mm -hmm. and you were doing it with me. And I think it was that I was also nervous about doing it anyway. Right. It wasn't my thing. I wasn't going to be good at it. I have an emotional reaction because I knew that you were going to be doing it with me and I thought you were disappointed. Mm -hmm. That made me very angry. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that was our version of putting books in our socks, you guys. And I never did ballet. That's quite literally the only ballet experience I ever had. And I never took it before, never took it after. And I did a fuck ton of ballet, you guys. And honestly... Looking back on it, and I say this to to a lot of people when, you know, there's a part of me that still feels a lot of, like, for the longest time in my early 20s, I couldn't watch ballet performances without crying openly because Mm -hmm. I missed it so much. Mm -hmm. 
that was probably a saving experience for me to not have to be in that class because that is a brutal, unpleasant, and difficult to be successful in industry. And I probably should just not have been in there. Yeah. So anyway, Shingard's books. That was that. <laughs> you guys. So I want to dig in a little bit because I loved the fact um, to kind of tie up the A story in this episode. Um one of the things that I loved was, as usual, Louise has a soft side, mm-hmm. and she heard that the girls had never scored a single thing in any of the games. They were always shut outed, mm-hmm. and she just wanted to give them that one goal mm-hmm. moment. And you guys have to see at least the goal moment because it is amazing. Yeah, it is a slow motion kick. Yeah, into the goal. That is missed because the other team is arguing. Yeah, and they, um, they're they very confused about what they're supposed to be doing and why, mm-hmm. meaning the, the gold dragons. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, gold dragons. They put Louise, Louise is not normally the goalie, but oh. they put Louise yes. in as the goalie because she, quote, slaps people and mm-hmm. stuff. No, 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 no. Stuff I slap and things and people. Things and people. I do slap things and people. <laughs> so she's really good at slapping things. Yes. Um, and uh, as I said before, you know, spoiler alert, Harley is the one who actually makes the goal because Bob is trying to tell Harley to go ahead and kick the ball without really telling her because he doesn't want to alert the other team mm-hmm. what's happening. So she kicks the ball and it very slowly rolls into the goal. Like barely into the goal. And so they finally get one goal and everybody is ecstatic even though they still lose. Yes. They didn't get shut out at finally. Yes. Um, before I move on to the B story, which I also loved, um, I do want to point something out that uh, Chris the Archivist caught. Okay. So there's a part during halftime where the referee goes into a porta potty. Mm-hmm. And when he comes out of the porta potty, he's speaking to a kid who's waiting mm-hmm. to use it. Mm-hmm. That kid is Brendan Small from Home Videos. It was a it was, <laughs> it was an animated show. If you could see my face, it's it's completely Rob confused. It. Our brother Rob watched it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was an animated show mm-hmm. back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I believe it was the 90s or the early knots. Um, it was kind of this weird, scribbly, almost um, jittery kind of animation. Uh, H. John Benjamin did the voice of the coach in that oh. thing. And Brendan Small is the actual name, it's the name of the character. Mm-hmm. He's got the little pointy hair mm-hmm. that comes out I, the back. I can picture the kid he's talking yes. to. It's very bright orange hair. Yes. And, the, yeah. So if you saw, look up um, home home movies. Sorry, mm-hmm. not home videos. Home movies is the name of it. Anyway, so I think that's hilarious that Bob was the coach and the coach was voiced by Bob's voice in home movies. Yeah. That's really cool. Loved that. Um, Before we move on to the B story, um, there were a couple of things that I wanted um, to point out. You mentioned before the mean girl and her trash talking. Mm -hmm. At one point, she calls uh, Louise pink ears book legs, (laughs) which reminds me of a Simpsons thing. Yes. Jen and I actually lost our minds to this episode (laughs) one time. Um. Where I, I I actually don't remember anything about the episode uh-uh. other than uh, Bart 
has to make up fake names to tell another character. And he's talking to the character, and when she's facing him, the fake name that he makes up is uh, Apron Boob's face. Mm -hmm. And when she turns around, he has to make up another name, and the name is Shoes Butt Back. (laughs) (laughs) And Jen and I, legit, we were watching it, we were on a trip together, we were exhausted, and we're watching this episode, and he says those two things, and to this day... It can make me laugh until I almost wet my pants. And Mark, my husband, actually references that all the time, but he gets it wrong. He always says boobs butt back. Mm -hmm. And we kind of, we we go back Mm -mm. and forth about, he knows that I'm right. He just can't get it right. I know. It's like I can't remember the name of that show that that they want to watch. Yes. (laughs) Which is Um, Extreme. Supreme Extreme Champions. Okay. Um... And then the other thing that I wanted to say was the first time I watched The Hurt Soccer and it got to the point where the man called uh, Linda and was talking to her about how Louise had missed every game Mm -hmm. and this was the last game of the season. I cannot stress enough how much soccer is a part of the culture where I work. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, I bet. My boss is actually a soccer coach for his uh, sons mm-hmm. and it is probably the most intense thing that I, I have ever witnessed. And there is zero chance that somebody signed up for a team would not show up until the very last And game. that somebody wouldn't say something? I mean, that just shows you how shitty the gold dragons are. Yeah. Because, For real. Because there are... It's, it is it is like a telenovela Dude, watching this shit go down. And this is why I, I find it so... Like, I really wanted to encourage my son to go into an organized sport because I personally feel like, A, getting that regular exercise is super important. Mm-hmm. And B, it really does teach you certain... It makes your brain wired in ways that are very helpful later in your life mm-hmm. to, to work on a team and to have that physical activity. But I could not get around the fucking parents. Yeah. Well, and it, and this is the thing. My boss is not that parent. Right. But they, they, he has to deal oh, with those parents. They exist hard. But it's not just that. It is, it is intense in terms of who you're going to coach and what team you're going to be on and what league you're going to join. And no, and, and to compound that we live in a city that has a professional soccer team. Real Salt Lake is the team here. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being rabid about a team. That's, Mm -hmm. that is their version of nerd. Just like we have our literature movie. Let people enjoy things. Oh yes. Let people enjoy things. But that just makes that whole soccer mentality around here for the kids. Yes. Holy cow. It's not like, so we went, you know, when our, uh, youngest sister, um, hi Meg, uh, was very small. We went to visit them. They live in another state and went to one of her soccer games. And it was very much like this episode. Oh my God. Seriously. Meg spent most of the, the match, you know, standing and staring at her hands. Yeah. And then she would go and whisper secrets with her friends. Who was the who was the girl that was the original goalie on the team, Louise's team? I don't remember her anyway, name. Anyway, they did this whole montage of her 
missing the ball in a, yes. very, a variety of ways. And yes. when she wandered off after the butterfly, I immediately thought of Meg. Yes. And that to me is more about how it is for kids with soccer. Like that's in my mind yeah. how it is because that's my experience mm-hmm. with it. And that's how it was for my brothers. That's not how it is here. No, it's not. And I think it's not that way. There's a reason that there is the soccer mom yeah. stereotype. Yeah. So, um, all right. Are we good on that version of the story? Mm-hmm. I just want to touch on a couple of things on the B story mm-hmm. before we move on to Tina's uh, outdoors. What was it they call it? Outdoors. <coughs> 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 Jen just coughed with her finger in my face. <laughs> I, just, I just want to point that out in case that doesn't make it into this recording. <laughs> I need to make it clear that that coughing was not was the answer to your question. Outdoor education was what you Thank wanted you. to know. Outdoor education. I thought, <laughs> I was, I thought you were going to stick your finger up my nose one of the times because you just... You were going to town. I was trying to answer you, but no, I knew all that would come out was coughing. My dear. It's all right. Outdoor education and nature epiphanies was what? Nature epiphanies. One of those two was what you were looking for. But anyway. Outdoor education. What Um, were we talking about? Where where were you going? What? Before we move on to Tina's nature epiphany. Yeah. Okay. A couple of things about the B story. So they open the piano bar and... Miss Merkin shows up. This is Jean's piano teacher. And uh, she's going to play the piano for the piano bar. And they all want her to play the music from the musical TSA. Mm-hmm. And she has recently quit the um, uh, community version of TSA because the star of that sh- production has said that she's always missing cues and um, that she's distracting and all of these things. And Ms. Merkin can't take it anymore. So she just quits and she feels bitter about it. Um, Linda decides she wants to make things right. So she calls up some people from the community theater and has them come down because they, they really want Ms. Merkin back. Except that the star who um, has gotten under her skin is her sister. And so they have to have this whole time where they talk about, oh, I'm just jealous because you were in the spotlight again. And, oh, I can't do this without you. And so they have a makeup moment. And then they all sing songs from the TSA musical because everybody loves it. Awesome reference to Hamilton. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Okay, let's talk about this for a second. Okay. Because when I... um when I was watching this and they were talking about TSA, the musical, mm-hmm. for some reason I was like, that's totally Hamilton, but I had no idea why. Cause Hamilton's not about the TSA. It's not. But for whatever reason, I was like, this is Hamilton. The only reason why there were two things that I thought of Hamilton and Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. And they're just picking things that are so random. Mm-hmm. And the reason I went with Hamilton is TSA and Hamilton, you would not normally equate with music. Mm-hmm. Mamma Mia is already ABBA. Yeah. So. Um, that's the reason why I went with it. They'll make a fucking musical about anything. They have Spider-Man, the musical. Mm -hmm. I think that's why it's just because it's in the forefront of our mind that Mm -hmm. Hamilton is, Hamilton is actually in town for off Broadway here. And, um, people, this guy that I work with spent, um, $300 per ticket to go to that damn thing. Mm -hmm. Again, I mean, 
I can't say that damn guys, thing about it because I've I've actually okay we've talked about let, this let during like what they want during rinksicles yes um <clears throat> we we talked about this I don't like musicals I don't no. I do not care for musicals at all I don't care for musical movies I don't care for musical theater I just. I just don't like musicals. Mm -hmm. I don't like it when you're watching something and you're really into it and then everything stops Mm -hmm. so that people can sing a song. That's just not my thing. Now, that being said, let people like things. They love it. But I have never heard a single note of Hamilton that I'm aware of. Me neither. And it's because I just could not possibly care less about musicals. I know. I just... Well, and the funny thing is... And I love... I do. I love... Lynn Manuel. Oh, Miranda? Yes. Who does not love? Because love. if you don't like him, then you can fuck the hell off. <laughs> yes. Um he was on Drunk History. Oh my god. This past I know, season. I know. He was so good. And he looks like Elliot. He's he does. Right? He looks like Brittany's son. It's amazing. Um he's so charming and he's so talented. Mm-hmm. I've seen him completely riff off the top of his head and make up, uh, you know, a song or a rap or something. And he's just so good. I just don't care about musicals. But I just don't care about musicals. But that's the thing. Okay. But if I was going to be into a musical, I would love this one. Sure. You don't like musicals. I can give or take them. So if I'm really into them. I do love Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yes. But only the movie. I, I argue that's a rock opera. Which different? Same to me. It's the same damn thing. Different. I hated Repo the Musical, and it was a rock. I never saw that either. I kind of liked Tommy until it gets to the point where he turns into Jesus, and then I don't care about it anymore. Yeah, but but when the beans come exploding out of the telescope, guys, there was kids and Margaret. There was this band called The Who, and they made a movie called Tommy. Watch it until the until he turns into Jesus. Basically, when he gets his his sight and speech and hearing back, you can stop watching. Yeah. But up until that point, um, Elton John's boots, the baked beans coming out of the television, it's bonkers. Oh, I know. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. amazing. So, um, yes. Rock operas also. What were we talking about? <laughs> Mr. Roboto. Is that? But it, that's. Dude, that's a fucking rock opera. That's, that is a theme album. No, it's a rock opera. I mean, sure, but has it ever been performed? I don't know. Anyway, listen. (laughs) I'm listening. We were talking about musicals. I don't really care about them. Yeah. But I still love Lin-Manuel Miranda. Miranda. For some reason, I want to call him Marianda. That's why I keep... I want to call him... I want to call him Noriega. (laughs) That's why I I just... I have to stop. I have to stop for a minute. Miranda. This is why drinking gin is different. <laughs> I mean, I've... All right. No, it's I don't fine. feel any different. Yeah. I, I do. <laughs> okay, guys. We got to get through this. So I want to say just a couple of things about that okay. B story. First of all, Linda being so into to musicals and singing, and the fact that Jean is so into musicals and singing. I love the fact that they came together and did this... Um, uh, show tunes and mouth foods thing. Um, one of the songs is called Female Pat Down, which I just love. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing that's interesting, though, is 
I don't generally like cartoons either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like cartoons and I don't like musicals. I'm like, obsessed with Bob's Burgers and I adore the music. I know. In Bob's Burgers. Like, there's not okay. a single time that music happens in Bob's Burgers that I'm like, just for the love of Christ, Can we stop. talk for just a second about how amazing the closing sequences have been for this season? Oh, incredible. So good. Like the, the one where um, uh, during the trouble with doubles when uh, Linda is doing that little dance. Yeah, so I... Breast, best friends, not breast friends, but whatever. I actually have a thing about that in a minute when okay. we get to um, uh, Go Tina on the Mountain. Okay. Because okay. there's, there's a whole tie-in. So okay. we need... Because her little dance... Right. It, it special place in my heart for I'm her little you. dance. If for no other reason, why would you do this? But go ahead, if that's your thing, watch the closing credits for this season of Bob's Burgers. Because yeah. they do special songs. Mm-hmm. They do special animation. Which they usually do. It's yes, just... but it's so good this season. It's just up a level this season. Um, one last thing about the B story, uh, for me, it made me feel pretty nostalgic because mm-hmm. we were in drama a lot. Oh yes. Um, I, I, uh, I was in drama. Brittany was in drama, but also in show choir. Mm-hmm. And so was our brother Rob. So essentially um, I was about as nerdy as you can get. Well, I mean, that's I not where I was band. going with this. <laughs> Um, I actually tried out for show choir and didn't make it. I think because the universe knew that that was not my thing. I tried out for show choir because it was somewhat of a land legacy thing. Yeah. Um, we were in it. The, our the our brother was in it. Um, Brittany was in it. And so it was, was kind of like, it, well, yes. Okay. So it was kind of like, I, I, I kind of had I didn't feel that way. It's not like consciously I thought I have to because I'm a land. Yeah, but then you could be in something with us again. Yeah. Um, but I remember trying out for it and um, I, I, the, the song that I sang when I tried out was Hold On, The Light Will Come by Michael McLean. Oh my God. You Mormon people listening. Holy shit, I didn't remember that. And I actually can... Can still remember all the words, and I actually do. That's actually a really good song for me to sing. My my voice does very well. Um, but I remember at you know after I did that, they had me do some sight reading, um, singing, and then they put on this what they because they were kind of they were teachers. They were of a certain age. They were probably my age now. Yeah. Um, they put on what was supposed to be contemporary music for me to dance to, yeah, but it I was that. I it was like hated that part. it was like the music that you hear at a school dance in a sitcom. Mm-hmm. And so you almost wanted to do that weird like snapping kick thing that they yes. do all the time. And yeah. I didn't know that this was coming. I had no idea that I was supposed to do that. Did I not tell you? Because well, no, okay. and. uh and so when they started that music and they're like, now dance, and they were filming me, it felt so Porno. like <laughs> either like, like Reesty like that, or it felt kind of, um, like, like, like dance chicken, like, like I was an animal and they were trying to get me. And I remember clearly they throw corn at you. I was wearing like these 
you know, like acid washed jeans and then this crop top, this green crop top sweater that was like a cardigan, but I didn't have anything under it. I had just like buttoned it up. Uh So it was, you know, my, and I was dancing and as I was dancing, it kept sliding off my shoulders. And so I would like incorporate a move where I would like pull (laughs) the sweater back. (laughs) Guys. I did not make it into show choir. I need you. Spoiler. I just okay. Listen, I really need you guys to go listen to Mostly True. I just want to put another plug in here because those kinds of stories are all (laughs) over the place in there. So okay, if you didn't like that, don't go there. No, I mean it won't be for you. Certainly. (laughs) Because damn. All right. Are we ready to talk about Tina? It's so awkward. Jen, are you are you ready to talk at all? so awkward how you get so silent i'm just finished do you want me to sing while you're coughing i mean i will no i just i'll sing hold on the light will come i'm turning away from the microphone to cough and i just picture you behind me just that's me that's exactly what's happening right there i can't help it it's okay i'm not judging you my lungs what were we talking about? Do you want to talk about Tina now? I so want to talk about Tina. Yes. All right. Let's so, talk about Go Tina on the Mountain. You do the recap on this one, or the summary. Okay. Hey, guys. So, this is so real. I'm going <coughs> to... This is some real-ass shit going on right now. <laughs> I'm going to try to get through this. Do you want me to do the summary? <coughs> Please. Okay. She's shoving me. You guys. <coughs> You should see the spikes of the sound. <laughs> it's like normal, normal, normal. And then... <sighs> okay. Oh my god. I All right. sweat. Okay, Jen's sweating. I'll tell you about this this episode. So she's having a bit of a coughing issue, which we may or may not have cut out of this. I'm going to assume we have, but that's what just happened, and she almost pushed me out of my chair at one point. Jen's going to drink her drink, and I'm going to tell you about Go Tina on the Mountain. So, the basic premise of this is Tina is very looking forward to the school going on their outdoor recreation. It's kind of a field trip thing. So, they're there for three days and three nights, and it's supposed to give you a nature epiphany. You know, she's really looking forward to that because she's recently... Uh, picked up a uh, a nickname at school that's not pleasant for her. She was caught in the the bathroom, so she was she thought she was alone in the bathroom while she was having a little bit of a constitutional, just going to the bathroom, and uh, she started just absentmindedly singing the fluffy butt toilet paper song from the commercial, Cloud Fresh. Toilet paper, Cloud Fresh. Fluffy butt, fluffy butt. Oh, fluffy, fluffy, fluffy. And it turns out that Tammy was in the bathroom and overheard her and went out into the hall and got a bunch of people to come in. And then Tina came out and everybody applauded. So they were all calling her Fluffy Butt. Mm -hmm. But she really wants to be called Teagle. Is it Teagle? Which is Tina and Eagle. Yes. Because she has this whole, let's face it, kind of a 1980s 13-year-old version of a, a fantasy about a giant eagle coming down to the top of uh, Windy... Windy Gap Mountain. It's very never-ending story. Yes. The very. music, um, her riding on the giant eagle, her um, kind of triumphant 
uh, hand gestures and noises are very yeah. at the end of a uh, never ending story. When <clears throat> the main character, Sebastian rides off on the luck dragon, which by the way, when we post a picture of Lloyd, you'll see he looks just like Falcor, the luck dragon. Oh, he does. For I reals. have my own luck dragon, you guys. Except she can't really fly on him, but that's fine. I He's got I arthritis wanted. anyway. So anyway, are he you, makes body noises. Are you? <laughs> he does a lot of them. Do you want to continue with the summary now that you've sort of? Are you okay? I think I'm okay. Okay, if you can't, it's fine. Um, so I can't remember where you stopped, though. She wants to be called Teagle instead <clears throat> of Fluffy Butt, and mm-hmm. everybody is singing it, including Mr. Frond. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, they head up to uh, their outdoor education. Uh, when they arrive, it turns out... Uh, Tina is very much looking forward to climbing Mount Windy Gap, by yes. the way, because she believes at the top of Mount Windy Gap is where she'll have her nature epiphany mm-hmm. and... Uh, that they will start calling her Teagle. She also wants to do the rope course thing that that, that they have yes. out there because, and that plays into this episode. Yes, and it's all about uh, teamwork. You mm-hmm. can't get to the top of Mount Windy Gap without using teamwork. The ropes course um, you can't do without uh, teamwork. And when they arrive, it turns out that it is very rainy, and it will be very rainy the whole time they're there, which means they pretty much have to stay indoors. And they can't go up Mount Windy Gap, and they can't do the ropes course, and they have to sing a bunch of songs as a group. I can't sing any more songs where you start at different times. <laughs> what is the name of that character? Um, <clears throat> Jocelyn. I don't want to die in this coat. <laughs> um, so that's very troubling for Tina, because Nature Epiphany was the whole point. Mm-hmm. Um Jean, Louise, and Tina go out into the woods because they're going to have their nature epiphany, and they're not supposed to be doing that, so basically they've they've sneaked out to do it. And they find this hermit who is living in the woods. And she doesn't want to be called a hermit. She wants to be called a, a, a wilderness wonder woman yes, or something like yes. that. Yes, and her name is Martha, but the wind has renamed her... And so and that's, she throws hatchets. Yes. And one of the names of the hatchets is Orin Hatchet. Hatchet. Yes. <laughs> um, who Which, is a terrible... He's a terrible human being. Yeah. Um, very well known here in Utah. Um, and probably being. the United States. And we're sorry. Because... Terrible human being. <laughs> yes. Um, so... It, By the way... It's a very blame it on the rain moment because the rain has ruined everything. Did you catch that? When Tina says it's a blame it on the rain moment? No. You didn't catch that? No. Yeah. She was like, we can't go here because of the rain and we can't do this because of the rain. It's a very blame it on the rain moment. (laughs) Which is still a really great song, you guys. I don't care that it was studio musicians who sang it. I liked their other stuff better, but that's fine. Anyway. I'm not ashamed of that, you guys. Not ashamed. Do you guys know what we're talking about? We're it talking matter. about Millie Vanilli no, no. is what we're talking you about. Let them find out for themselves. That's how people grow. People are <laughs> people are lazy. <laughs> they wouldn't know, and they need to know. Okay, because it's amazing. We don't think you're lazy. We love you. Go ahead. <laughs> no, people generally are lazy. Where was I? Uh, Orin Hatchet 
blame it on the rain. <clears throat> anyway, they go out there and they throw hatchets. Yes. So they they sort of bond with this uh, um, hermit wilderness wonder woman. And Tina becomes very attached to her uh, because she tells Tina that she uh, climbed Mount Windy Gap alone. Mm-hmm. And she teaches her how to... Uh, not care about yes. what people think of yes. her. So it's kind of this whole empowering thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually Tina decides to climb Mount Windy Gap alone. Mm-hmm. It turns out, spoiler alert, that the hermit actually didn't climb it alone. She just said she did. And members of the camp and one of the rangers and uh, Martha, who is the hermit, have to go up and save Tina because she's at a part of the the climb where and people who live where we do are very familiar with flash floods they are a real and terrifying thing and she ends up in a kind of a canyon type area where a bunch of rainwater comes roaring down and almost washes her away yes so they have to go up in order to get out of the water um they figure out how to do that as a team all of the people together Mm -hmm. Um, the B story <clears throat> is that Bob and Linda are back <laughs> at home, and because they have no kids there with them, they have decided that they're going to have this exciting life, and they keep trying to have an exciting life, life night after night after night, and they keep accidentally falling asleep on the couch instead. And I tell you... Bob and, and Linda are Mark and me. And Chris actually, the second time they fell asleep on the couch, uh-huh. turned to me and he said... Holy shit, they're us. Yeah. We said that to each other too. Especially because I don't, I don't try to fall asleep on the couch. <laughs> For us though, it was the first time. Because the first time Bob and Linda fall asleep on the couch, they had not intended to. They were gonna have this amazing night. And when they wake up, uh Linda says, Did we do anything fun? And Bob says, We ate a lot of cheese. Yes, that's when Chris said that. I th- that was actually the time. Because <laughs> we had just finished eating a bunch of cheese. We don't eat a bunch of cheese, but oh, we, we eat do. a bunch of like cake or oh, ice yeah. cream no, or it's ridiculous. whatever. And then and we then fall, fall asleep. asleep. Um I think that we're past the point of trying to be exciting. Yeah, no. I mean, this whole weekend, somebody posted something on social media where they were like, what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, fucking nothing, and it's great. Yeah. I mean, we've talked, I don't remember which um, podcast we were talking about it on. Um, I overschedule myself, and it's true. But I don't overschedule myself generally at night. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I know. Because there is a certain point of night where when people talk about turning into a pumpkin, I'm serious. I, I can't function. My eyes get dry. I This is how it is to age. And I want to be real with you all. I'm okay with this. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. I like to be... I'm not going to like spray tan myself and yeah. go to... What's the name of the bar they go to? The Lucky Lizard. The Lucky Lizard. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um. Yeah, so... Uh, Mark and I, sometimes somebody will, one of our our friends will, you know, put together some kind of a social outing Mm -hmm. and it'll start at like seven. Mm -hmm. We're like, who the hell leaves their house to go out? I tell you. We're so, the thing is, we're not chronologically old. No, you're not. But here's the other thing though. Your lives in general throughout the week start at 4.30 in the morning. It's true. Well, 
on the weekends too, let's be real. But that's what I'm saying. Your bodies have become so accustomed to that mm-hmm. that you start that early. You can't really stay up that late yeah. anymore. I'm really proud. Last night we went to dinner went to dinner with some friends. Um, we arrived at 630. Uh, we ate dinner. We went and uh, ran some errands afterwards. We got home and it was like 945. I was like, good night. Holy shit, you guys. Yeah, good night for real. We were out for n- until 945. And then, then we had this idea... There's this thing on Netflix called Evil Genius. It's just incredible. Oh See, this is what I'm talking about. She just gives me all of the shit to watch. And we uh, decided we were going to watch one of those episodes. And it was one of those deals where Mark was sitting, you know, on his portion of the couch. And I was kind of, you know, reclined on my portion of the couch. And he was watching it and he kept, you know, something... Because it's riveting. Yeah. It's okay. absolutely Evil incredible. Genius. Something, something would happen and he would, oh my goodness. And I was asleep and I'd be like, yes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I do that with Chris for, too. For some reason, I didn't want him to know I was, I was asleep, even oh, though no. he would not care. I have awakened with Chris actually waving his hand in front of my face. And it's so mortifying and I don't know why. So I had to go back and rewatch that episode today so that... When we watched the next one, I knew what was going on. Okay, so here's the deal. I need to say one thing here, and then we need to return to this episode, because it's important. But this is fun. But no, but I'm still connecting it to Bob's Burgers, so you all get this. So Jen texted me the other day and said, oh my god, they referenced the Great British Baking Show on Bob's Burgers. Okay, so I'm catching up on this. Again, Jen's like, you have to watch this. And I started watching it. The funny thing is, Jen doesn't really cook or bake, but... We both love cooking and baking shows. Mm-hmm. And I avidly cook and bake. And so watching this show is like a religion for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's so... It's like a, an incredibly foreign religion to me because British people bake things entirely differently. Their humidity is different. Their terminology is different. Their flavors are different. So last night... They put praline on everything. Praline. <laughs> and everything's scrummy. <laughs> Um, so last night I, I, I was watching a few episodes and then Chris started to doze off on the couch and he's like, I'm, I'm going to go to bed. And I'm like, okay, well I'll come into the bedroom. We have Netflix on the, the TV. I loaded it up and he says to me, how long should I leave the television timer on for? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, give it an hour. You know, like that's how long this episode is. I woke up. At three o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. TV's off, mm-hmm. and I'm still wearing my glasses. Mm-hmm. They're like askew on my face. Total Bob and Linda. Mm-hmm. Take my glasses off, go to sleep. Wake up the next morning, go to load up the episode that I fell asleep in. Because I, I made it like literally 10 minutes into the episode and passed the fuck out. It is so soothing. I It really is. I, started, I watch it to, to go to sleep, They started too. talking about pudding, and I was like... <sighs> I know. If you are ever, guys, if you're ever, it has a, a soporific effect. Well, and it's, they're in a tent and it's green and there's oh. bleating sheep and, and they it's all, amazing. They, they talk so, you know, oh, they don't, they talk about, there's no drama. Oh, and they, no. So Even scrummy. when that woman left out the, the ice cream, it yes. was just like, it was, anyway. So <laughs> I, I wake up the next morning and I fire up Netflix because it's Mother's Day and Chris is, Chris the archivist, 
says, we're going to do whatever you want to do. He made me lemon waffles, which were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm watching Great British Baking Show. Fire that fucker up. I slept through five episodes. Fucking five. This is what I'm saying. Five. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I If I ever feel anxious or stressed... I put on the Great Five. British Baking Show. I kept waking up and being like, mm, pralines, and I'll sleep again. Nothing bad could ever. It's oh like it's, it's like breakfast, breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. That's my breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, Nothing yeah. very bad could ever happen no, there. No, and I'm telling you, I'm fucking obsessed with Martha in this season, the first season. She's so adorable. Did this just turn into a podcast about the oh, Great shit. British Oh, shit. Okay, British no. British we're not going to... That's not what we're going to do. All right, so... <laughs> Referenced in Bob's Burgers in one of the episodes this season. I want Boy, to watch. S- Go watch it. Uh-huh. So, I want to talk about a few things about Gotina on the Mountain. Me too. Okay. Let's so, see if they're the same things. First of all, Chris the Archivist has this uh, weird mutant power where he can hear somebody, um, any voice acting, any <gasps> commercial voiceover, anything, and fucking nail who that person is. Mark has the same Skill. Is that like a weird guy thing? I don't know. Uncanny. Yeah. So he's in the other room. I'm watching Gotina on the mountain. And he's like, Ranger Carl. And I was like, what about him? That's the Weeby Sidibo guy. From that commercial, the CarMax commercial. Okay, that's crazy. Right? And I'm like, shut up. So I look it up. Andrew Daly. That's the fucking dude. Weeby Sidibo. Anyway, that's the first thing. Second thing, the ending when the crow says fluffy butt is the most fucking amazing thing. That's also one of my notes. (laughs) So amazing. I, I, the first time I watched it, I probably recorded or rewound that and rewatched it. Ten times. Is it not like I wrote that episode? Yes. (laughs) It's like you did the voiceover saying fluffy butt. Bloody butt. One of the things that I wanted to talk about, um, other than that we are Bob and Linda. um, Not you and I, but. (laughs) Well, I mean. I mean, kind of. Yeah. 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 The the whole thing with uh, them calling her Fluffy Butt, the part where she uh, gets back to the cabin and she tells Tammy... I don't care care anymore, but really she did. Yep. That all just kind of took me back to all of the horrible micro and hyper aggressions of young girls. Oh God. And I know that in this episode, it's not all the girls. I think everybody, you know, you, you mentioned Mr. Frond is even participating, but girls girls are are particularly shitty. They, they, well, I don't want to say they're shitty. They're shitty. But the, the way that they are socialized to interact and to be aggressive is, in my opinion, far more damaging. Long-term they, damaging, for real. Yeah, than if they were to just come right out with it. Which is why I always sought out guys to be my friends. Yeah. And and I, I would like to say um, I was the same way. For years and years and years, I only had male friends. Mm-hmm. And that has its own set of of issues. Oh God. We, I mean, the most obvious being yeah. the most obvious. We don't necessarily need to get into, but it could be very uncomfortable. And 
I would say it was probably about seven-ish years ago, I made the decision that I was going to make really strong female friends, and we have really strong bonds such with a good females. Circle now. And I found women, and and I've had really good female friends throughout my life. Yes. I've always had, you but know, it's very some very small. Yeah. And then for a while, I had none. And I've found a, a, a group of women that I can bond to, and there isn't that sort of... Because they're the same, they're cut from the same cloth. They're sick yeah. of that shit. Yeah. And and we're all, we're grown. But I want to be clear that it, to me, I used to be um, of the school of thought of, I'd rather hang out with men and I would rather, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I don't understand women and all of that. And to me, I've reached this point where I realize that, 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 that was me personally being sexist. Yes. And uh, it doesn't have to be like that. It is the socialization of women where we are required to be nice. Right. We can't be bossy. And by being bossy, usually that's assertive or Or that's direct or that's well, but, but to me, bitchy is the same as, as it's, it's, it's the cover to say when we are being direct and we are we are saying what we mean. We are being bitchy, and to me, that is not. No, it. that's what I mean. Is that's the, that's the 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 shit that they yes. put on it. To me, that's a dog whistle. Yes, and and I came to this kind of what I consider an enlightenment in myself, where I thought, you know, it's never going to be better mm-hmm. if I don't connect myself with other women and we don't in some way try to make it better. And one of the things that did come of what I was referencing before with the guys that I was friends with, and they would come to me with these issues and they're like, explain to me this and explain to me this. And I'm like, I realized that, you know, I was trying to explain certain things to them and it didn't make sense and everything. And I was like, I'm undermining unintentionally women who are probably not that bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm going to throw aside my male friends and go directly toward taking the side of a woman. Mm-hmm. But I need to be more gentle. Well, and and most of the time when, when women exhibit behaviors that seem quote-unquote crazy, it is because that is the, that the, is the outlet. Been, yes. That is the only way they know how to express what They've is going on. They've been conditioned on. that way. Yes. And so that's, that's why I'm super saying, unfortunate. I need to be gentle with this. I mean, sure, please don't act that way. Try to learn differently. But at the same time, I am not going to, if a woman, it's like we've talked about before. If a woman likes makeup and likes to wear a tight dress when she goes out and likes, like, she goes and has some plastic surgery done. Mm-hmm. Don't shit on that person if you're mm-hmm. a quote-unquote feminist. That's mm-hmm. part of being a feminist. That is her preference. Yes. And that's what, it's it, it, it's interesting because I was talking to a friend of mine about feminism, a, a male friend of mine about feminism, and he was referencing 
um, his wife. And he said, well, you know, my wife wouldn't really fit into that because she is a homemaker and a mother. No. And, a, and I said, no, uh-uh. no, hold on, hold on a minute. Because what you're talking about is straw man feminism. Yeah. And I said, there is this idea that feminism is about, you have to be empowered and you have to throw off the shackles of no. being a homemaker and, and taking feminism is actually about owning and loving what you want to do. Yes. And And what she loves is being a homemaker and being a mother. Then she 100% is a feminist because she is owning that and loving that. And that is who she is. And not only that, not only is she owning and loving who she is, don't talk down to her or think that she's less educated or less anything. Mm -hmm. Because that's what she chooses. Mm-hmm. That is part of feminism. Right. I like pink. Yeah. That doesn't make me less of a strong woman. I wear a shit ton of makeup. Doesn't make you less of a strong woman. And and I always, I think I always will. And you know what's funny is I saw this article the other day. The headline was uh, women wear a lot of makeup because they think men like it. And then the subhead was, it turns out men really don't. And I read that and internally I thought false. I wear a lot of makeup because I like it. And I can tell you that 100% because I cannot tell you how many times I have gone out with my limited amount of makeup Mm -hmm. and people gush about how beautiful I look. Mm -hmm. And it is clear that for the most part, the world prefers me the other way. Yes, I prefer me with my face painted, that is what I want. That yeah. is what I want to do. This is how I, th- I like how the I way I about look. The, like the cat eye makeup, I've tried to go away from it a hundred thousand times. And I realize even now, it's not really got a good connotation with it. But I just love the cat eye makeup. And I'll just slap that shit yeah. on like nobody's business. All I'm saying is, guys and women, particularly women, be nice to each other. Be nice to the ones that are not doing the same thing that you do because that's the whole point of feminism. Yeah. Don't yeah. be a dick. Yeah. And also, Bob's Burgers. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what I was going to say is I just, I remember having moments like that with kids, you know, girls yes. that I would interact with who, you know, would, I was never really bullied, but Growing up female, you, you, I, I would be yeah. interested to hear if anybody has avoided that I, kind of microaggression I hardly, I, or I hyperaggression, but with women, it's usually microaggressions. Um, and I remember trying to have that empowered moment of, well, I don't care what you say and thinking that that's going to diffuse them and them just coming back at you and really oh, yeah. you do care. And you're yeah. just like trying to like hold it in mm-hmm. and, you know. So that to me was very real. And I know that, it, you know, it's this lighthearted cartoon and it's not, you know, it's the, the same way when we were watching or talking about V for Valentine Detta and I yes. went into the whole abuse thing. But I think there's something important there. Yes. And I think that's true of, I, I don't know if it's intentional or not. I like to think it's intentional because they write it in an elegant way where you can actually see these kinds of real life things being handled in the usual at the end of a 30 minute episode, it's all tied up neatly, but it's not, it's not contrived Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. 
I think that's what I enjoy so much about it. And that Tina is never going to be a popular person, but she handles things with grace Mm -hmm. by and large. Mm -hmm. And, and how much, how much do you love the moment where, um, Tina is using the, uh, empowerment thing that Martha, the hermit has taught her where she breathes in and then says Mm -hmm. labels and Tammy thinks that she, that the Tina is calling her. Did you just call me labels? <laughs> and she gets very wounded yes. by this. That makes me laugh out loud every single time because it's, it's like not nice, Tina. <laughs> it's not cool. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that I wanted to talk about was with regard back to the B story. Yes, are you, are you good if we go back to yeah, the B let's story do it. Um, with Bob and Linda? So. One of the things that uh, I said I was going to uh, draw a correlation with uh, the trouble with doubles, the end credits. So I'm obsessed with Linda's dance at the end credits of the trouble with doubles. I know. It's so cute. Obsessed. It's so cute. And um, She has Britney legs. We have this. <laughs> the little skinny yes, legs. We have this code in our house that when we reach a certain point, Mark and I, that we know we're going to fall asleep on the couch, <laughs> that uh, we don't try to watch a show that we actually want to watch. That's we'll what say, too. we'll say, let's go mindless. Yeah. That's that's what we say to each other. What that means is turn on Bob's Burgers. I don't know why we don't just say let's watch Bob's Burgers. We always say let's go mindless, and so. Lately, what I have done is I will cue up Linda's dance at the end of Troubles, oh Trouble God. with Doubles and watch that, and then we'll go on and watch something else. And so cute. We have decided. It's like a modified Charleston. Yeah, it's so amazing. Um, and Mark said, Well, you need to learn that dance. And then when oh, we no, were I'll watching <laughs> um, Go Tina on the Mountain, mm-hmm. yes, you will do it for me. Of course I will. Um, the dance that Bob does that he says is called Another Round of uh, Long Island Ice Teas. Oh my that God. dance that he does when oh my he God. says that's yes, what yes, it's yes. called. Mark has said that's his dance. That's the dance he needs to learn. Mark? Oh yes. my God, this is and amazing. Then I need to learn the Linda dance from the end of. Okay, here's <laughs> the deal. You guys learn that. And so you learn that. Mm-hmm. Mark learns the other. I will record it. Yeah. And then we will put it away like uh, Tina's poop video. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Tina's poop video, you guys, is also in the trouble with doubles. We will do an episode about that. It's so good. <coughs> <coughs> you guys, it's real life. <coughs> I need you to know this. Are we done? We're done. We're done. So, no, was no, there anything else? No, that was it. That I, was all. I feel like we didn't really give Go Tina on the Mountain its, yes, it's, its due, but it's fine. No, I loved it. Yeah. That was all of those things that we just said. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, uh, the end credits is the who's that knocking on my hole song. (laughs) (laughs) Which, just take that in, you guys. I'm telling you, that's like the new... It's the weasel song, but I like like to... like the new back porch. (laughs) But I like to call it who's that knocking on my hole. Okay, we're done. Um, this was fun. <laughs> it was. 
and we're both tired and we're both sick. My eyelashes got stuck together Jen's a minute ago. <laughs> eyelashes got stuck together. Um, there was a lot of gin and um, next episode, Teddy, right? I mean, we could do Teddy. We could talk more about the season eight shows that we haven't talked about. Let's do this. This is what I recommend. All right. Let's do a Teddy episode. Okay. And then let's do more about the season. That's easier for me because, like I said, I don't have to rewatch any of those. No, I get it. It's good. Let's do that. All right. So very soon, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And by very soon, I don't mean a month from now. I mean a week or two. Yes. Yes. It'll be a good time. Guys, I feel like I need to say thank you for getting through this one. Oh, my God. I had so much fun though. I did too, but we're out of practice. We No, no, this is this is Tangents our, are my favorite part. This is our personal brand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Love you guys. I'm so sorry. You we'll guys. See you I'm not. I'm not. I love you and we'll see you soon. Okay. Bye bye. bye. This has been an episode of Pod's Burgers. Our theme song is No Smoking by the Blue Dot Sessions.